Would you like to retire with enough? My name is Peter Guidry, and I am the host of the Retiring with Enough podcast. In the last podcast, the discussion centered around a person's personal number, how that number is derived, and how that number fits into the retirement planning process. In this podcast, the discussion will center around net worth and what a net worth statement is and how do you formulate it. The Oxford Language Dictionary defines net worth as the total wealth of an individual company or household taking into account all financial assets and liabilities. In plain English, that means what you have minus what you owe. The written representative form of net worth is called a net worth statement. A net worth statement is a financial tool that shows your financial position at a given point in time. It's like a financial snapshot. It shows the dollar value of what you own, your assets, and what you owe, your liabilities or debts. The formula for calculating net worth is assets minus liabilities equals net worth. Now, this all seems pretty clear, but this is actually the point where things start to get a little fuzzy because there is a lot of individual variance and discussion on what is and what is not included on a net worth statement. Some planners feel every asset and every debt should be included in a net worth statement to get the clearest picture of net worth. Other planners feel use assets, such as home, autos, furniture, jewelry, etc., should not be included in the net worth statement. The reasoning behind this is that everyone needs a house, an automobile, and furniture. Personally, I feel the equity in any asset should be included in the net worth statement to get the clearest picture of net worth. The cash value of life insurance policies should also be added to the asset side of the statement. So how do you go about formulating a net worth statement? It's not really that hard, but it does require some work. So let's take your home for example. The estimated value of a home is added to the asset column, while the debt owed is added to the liability column. For this exercise, it's not necessary to have a formal appraisal of a home made. A guesstimate will do just fine. If you guess that your house is worth $200,000 and you owe $100,000 remaining on the debt, then $200,000 should be listed in the asset column of the net worth statement, while $100,000 should be listed in the debt column of your net worth statement for the debt still owed on the home. The estimated value of automobiles is placed in the asset column, while the remaining note on those automobiles is placed in the debt column. The same process is used for all assets and all associated debts. Some planners feel short-term debt, any debt that will be resolved within 12 months, should not be included on the liability side of the net worth statement. While some planners feel all debt, both short-term and long-term debt, should be included. For retirement planning purposes, it's not critically important if some use assets are not included. I think it's more important to set a format for your own net worth statement and then use the same format for future statements. Consistency is the key word here 
because if you remain with a consistent format, then it will give you the clearest picture of where your net worth is as you continue to update your net worth statement in the future. The idea is to have a starting point and the future periodic net worth updates that measure progress will be best accomplished if the format remains fixed. With that being said, a more formal and fixed format may be necessary if a net worth statement is required for large commercial loans or real estate loans. Lenders may require that the net worth statement be formatted in a particular manner. If this is true, the information required in necessary format will be indicated by the lender. So what assets are included in a net worth statement? Assets that would normally be included in a net worth statement would be bank account balances, both checking and savings accounts, all investments, all brokerage accounts, and all retirement accounts, IRAs, Roth IRAs, 401ks, etc. You would also want to include use assets, which would include the estimated value of home, autos, furniture, and jewelry, and the cash value of any life insurance contracts. You also want to add the estimated value of any real estate owned other than your home, either as raw land or investment properties. And after you've placed all of these assets in the asset column of your net worth statement, then you'll want to move over to the debt side or the debt column of the net worth statement. So what types of debt are to be included on the debt column of your net worth statement? The types of debt to be included in the liability section of a net worth statement should include student loan debt, credit card debt, auto loan debt, home loan debt, other consumer debt, unpaid medical bills, unpaid taxes, and any other commercial or real estate debt owned personally. It should be clear by now that the idea is to include all assets and all debt. There are multiple net worth statement templates and examples online. Again, the idea is to pick one that works in your hands and stay with it. This can mean a paper net worth statement downloaded and printed, a self-generated spreadsheet, an online spreadsheet, or an online net worth statement. The easiest and most practical is an online net worth spreadsheet that is pre-formatted, can be copied, and can accept multiple net worth statements on different dates. A sample net worth worksheet can be found on the Retiring with Enough website in the Net Worth blog. On the sample net worth worksheet, all assets are added together, then all debts are added together, then liabilities are subtracted from the assets to get the net worth. It's necessary to note that after everything is added together and liabilities are subtracted from assets, that in some cases, net worth can be a negative number. Obviously, this is not the scenario that anyone desires. But with younger people who may have student debt, car loans, and home debt, the net worth statement may easily reflect a negative number for several years. Obviously, the object is to have a positive net worth number that increases each year or to have a negative net worth number that decreases each year. This indicates a positive movement towards financial independence. As previously stated in the podcast titled, Quitting Work, What's Your Number? The net worth statement is generally regarded as the most important single piece of information used in the retirement planning process. The net worth statement 
along with current annual spending, your quitting retirement number, lifestyle spending, and your age all provide the building blocks that will be used to build your retirement plan of record. So find a desirable template or a spreadsheet online and formulate your own net worth statement. Once you complete this step, you will have a small part of the enough puzzle completed and are one step closer to enough. In the next podcast, the discussion will center around annual spending, which is another integral part of the retiring with enough equation. But before you dive into that podcast, don't forget to formulate your own personal net worth statement. If you're enjoying the podcast, please feel free to leave a review. And if you want to partake in an online conversation, be sure to search for the Retiring with Enough group on Facebook. Thanks. The information and opinions contained on this podcast are for general education and are considered general communications. Information on the podcast was obtained from various sources and Retiring with Enough does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of any information presented. Retiring with Enough strongly recommends that you perform your own independent research and or speak with a qualified investment professional, legal advisor, or tax professional before making any financial decisions. The information and opinions expressed should not be construed as financial planning and does not consider the economic status or risk profile of any specific person, nor does it constitute an offer to buy or sell securities.